0: Okay. Hi everyone. Welcome to Kasama Hanko uh season seven. Today on our lovely podcast, I had the opportunity and honor to really have a great guest on today's podcast. And for me, it's it's actually my first first time like really meeting our guest today. And so with with courtesy, I will be asking our guests to share a little about who they are, um, their profession, what generation are they from, and if they could describe themselves in a Filipino dish, dessert, or cuisine, what could they be and why? That's
1: such a loaded question, <laughs> hello. I want to say hi first. <laughs> wow, that's a loaded question. Let's <laughs> let's get to it. Let's let's break it down. What was the first yes, one?
0: Yes. The first one was tell us a little bit about who you are, Mana. Sure. So
1: uh, my name is Kit. I go by Kit. Uh, Kit Furukawa. Uh, my maiden name is Zulueta. Um, so I'm based here in Wailuku on Maui. Uh, I moved to Hawaii from the Philippines in 20, uh, 2008, so not very long ago. Um, I'm, I would say, a second generation. You know, I have an auntie. In Kaneohe, um, when I moved to Hawaii. Um, and then it's just me. I my, my the rest of my family is still in the Philippines. So I'm living here with my husband. I own and operate a marketing consultancy firm under my own name and run an escape room. Uh, an escape room, and we have a retail product called Maui Chili Chili Oil. So that's our pandemic project from last year. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, after a long career in government, working for the mayor's office for Maui County Council, I worked for University of Hawaii, Maui College as well. Um, so after some years, you know I wanted to give it a go and be entrepreneurial. So here I am, and everything's doing great. So that's kind of me in a nutshell, a uh, Filipina on Maui and still here <laughs> loving it.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, we love that. And I love love how you you went from a total career change from being at the office to now working as an ind- like independent Filipino woman with your husband and like running this like amazing business. Like we love that. We love to see go, Filipino women like on the rise as as always (laughs) for
1: sure you know uh, my background has always been in the creatives you know I went to college in the Philippines Uh, I went to University of the Philippines uh, with mass communication so film was my background really so it's always been in the creatives and and, but for some reason I always end up in government uh, which I'm not complaining Um, you know I worked in the Philippine Senate before moving here um, in Hawaii and then I started my career here with um, with PBS Hawaii, actually. So I worked with Curious George and Clifford and Sesame Street, um, and then moving to Maui. That's when I started my career in government. Uh, and yeah, you know, I I learned a lot working in public service. You know, uh, the doors has not shut yet for that um, aspect in my career. You know, I might serve again in the future but for now you know it's it's all about um giving it a go and giving it a try I think now is the best time for me to to try to try this um being my own boss kind of thing and if anything I would have done it sooner <laughs> that's what I'm learning now <laughs> but yeah so that's that's me Show um, that's pretty much it
0: well, wow, I, I love that. And like to add on to the loaded question was, I remember I asked if you could describe yourself, Manang, with any Filipino dish, uh, what would you describe your personality? Filipino
1: dish, Um, I would be, if we're talking about favorites, you know, I, I would go for, you know, the classics. You know, it's always been, I'm, I'm a Sinigang fan. Uh, Sinigang na baboy has to be. And it's Sinigang na baboy. Uh, left in the fridge for a day, so I like the leftover sinigang. <laughs> I don't know; it's sinigang day two. It's more, it's more tasty in my opinion. But if I would compare myself to a Filipino dish, I think I will be, I will be dirty ice cream. Oh, only because I feel, I feel um, it describes the the emotion associated with it you know like every time I, I i imagine you know in college we would have uh, manong sorbetero always in the streets right and you know i just feel happy every time i eat dirty ice cream like you know avocado cheese ba? ube mango sometimes chocolate and now they have it in pandesal too i have which i haven't tried but yeah i would say maybe dirty ice cream cuz it's 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 full of joy and it's it's a happy little snack um that kind of um it usually hits the spot all the time like you can have it at any time and it's fun <laughs> maybe that's how I would describe myself because it but yeah so dirty
0: ice cream. and one thing Manang, that you mentioned about like telling about who you were is um I could kind of like see a little bit of like myself in a bit because like I like being like, even though I'm like in my 20s, like I'm trying like I'm trying to like not get into politics as much because I know how consuming it is. But for some reason, it always comes back. It's always interconnected to everything that I do. And I think like when you mentioned, like there's nothing wrong with being involved in politics because it helps you see that perspective that you don't really see and like it really gives you an open, open, uh, open-ended perspective.
1: Uh, coming out of college, you know, I wouldn't be here if I didn't take that chance. Um, I learned a lot about diplomacy. You know, working in in the local government, you learn about working with different people, um, and you develop certain uh, skills. Uh, not so much. Um, Uh, not so much technical but more soft skills people skills that you would absolutely need in whatever career you end up with Uh, I think that's like one of the biggest takeaways I had working for government you know it's learning how to get buy-in from people coming from different perspectives different sides of the issue Uh, learning about following up and um and having credibility in what you say and being true to uh, things that you promise, uh, things like that. So the training is is absolutely uh, important. <laughs> so uh, even in business right now, you know, if not for the things I've learned working for government, uh, I wouldn't be as, as where I am right now, Um so I would encourage it, you, if, if you have an opportunity to serve, go for it, you know, just, just try it and give it a go. Because why not? <laughs>
0: right? Right. I think there, the endless, there, I, think it, I think I see it as like, a, if the wave comes, just do it.
1: <laughs> right, right. And there's, there's um, the beauty is, you know, um, if it doesn't work out, then you can always try another career right but for me I always want to give it a go if there is an opportunity just just try it try it out because you might you might like it you you wouldn't know um even coming to uh coming to the U.S. in in my Filipino-American story right so uh I just I I was working in the Senate you know I had a really pretty um privileged life in the Philippines I would say uh but here is an opportunity to work in the u.s and uh, come to the u.s uh i didn't have to go but i didn't want to give it a give it up and regret it right so so if an opportunity comes to me just grab it because opportunities are are there to grab (laughs) are there for grabbing why not uh and you know, I think life has its own way of giving you signs and telling you if you are in the right place at at, uh, at the right time, right? If it's not working out, you're you're gonna know it eventually. Um, but to me, wherever you are planted, um, do your best. You know, if you commit to something, show up, show up to a meeting, show up to. Um, show up to uh, whatever it is, you know. Just, just do your best and be a good citizen, and and see where that takes you. Because I feel only great things will come f- to um, folks who lead with compassion and um, be One. the best. Oh,
0: <laughs> Wow, starting the starting the podcast with an advice. <laughs> Love it, Love
1: it. I'm very anti-status now, so. You know. <laughs> Why not? Because I, I, you know, I've been through a lot also. You know, there's so many challenges throughout my career. Um, Some of them and most of them, I can tell you, uh, are related to being a young Filipina, for sure. Uh, Especially working in government, very um, highly egoistic, yeah? So like your co-workers and all that. You've been been told, I've been told, uh, you know, who are you, you know, who are you? To tell us what to do, Ganon. <laughs> or you know, you're you're standing, you're standing directly in front of people, and it's as if they don't see you, right? You're, and I'm a big girl, you know, I'm pretty chubby, so, but people don't see you uh, because just because you're female, or just because you're you're Asian or whatever. And these are experiences that just just fuel your fire even further. But you're gonna see me eventually. You know? <laughs> I'll prove it to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, these are experiences that I um that were sucky, but I treasure. because uh, if not for them, I wouldn't be as uh I guess as aggressive. Because <laughs> hey, we tend to be shy, Diva. Right? We are very shy people, you know, or kind of intimidated. And I was like that too, you know, we were very. Um, I, you don't want to have a seat at that discussion even though in your inside your head you know the answer and you have a plan and you have you know you have all the ideas that you want to share but you're just really sometimes we are very timid and you know maybe I shouldn't just I shouldn't say it you know that kind of thing and just you know just overcoming that that first fear is is it's life-changing you know you just do it once and just overcome it once and then eventually after that you'll you'll get more confidence and then they will, they're they gonna listen to you to next
0: question Paul, is where is your family from sure
1: i was born in baguio baguio city in philippines my family is from there and zambales so um Baguio Zambales, I grew up in Bataan. I grew up in Bataan. I went to uh, grade school in Bataan. And then um, high school onwards, we lived in Fairview in in Manila already. Um, So yeah, we're all over the place, mostly in Luzon, mostly northern Philippines. Um, Yeah, just recently, uh, my family sold our ancestral house in Baguio. Uh, but we still go back, you know, because we have so much memories there. We still visit and yeah, So those are those are the places where I've been, where I'm from, I guess.
0: And yeah. since then, um, because you mentioned us in the beginning, Manang, that your family are, is still back in the Philippines. So there some some of them are there and then you are um situ- situatedly here and Oh, yeah. so
1: all of them are still there so it's just me I don't have family here on Maui the only family I have is an auntie so I have an aunt in kaneohe uh, tita rose and and that's pretty much it but you know um luckily i I, I really don't miss them as much, my family. I mean, I love them and all, but you know we're we're connected almost every day. you know we have a messenger going going on and I see pictures and I mean I miss I miss home, I miss the food there and I miss everyone to, uh, physically but you know, it's almost like I'm with them all the time. Um, uh, I just feel, I just get really jealous every time they they go la Quacha and all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not with them. But not so much right now, because ECQ ano ba uh-uh. MCQ. So they're stuck at home.
0: And, <laughs> and like to transition on is um getting deeper into the question is have you personally struggled in embracing you your see, my story identity? is a bit different
1: from most um Filipino Americans who grew up here in the Philippines. Mine is more of rediscovering myself meaning because i've always known i'm filipino i've always like admired the philippines and coming from up or college of uh so the the pride is there i've always had that pride but my um identity story coming to hawaii was i never realized how filipinos were perceived outside the U.S. So when I moved, my first experience was when I was looking for a job, you know, I applied everywhere, entry-level type of position in Hawaii. Even though I had credentials already working for the Senate, people didn't believe me. (laughs) So some interviewers would ask me, "Uh, how come you speak very good English? So that that was the first indication for me. And and it it confused me a little bit, thinking that, hmm, well, we, we do speak English in the Philippines too. You know, we have the same nursery rhymes. We have we, English is a second language. And in the beginning, I was uh, getting a little bit upset and mad about that. Um, see, how come they don't know that? <laughs> and eventually I mellowed out thinking that, you know, it's not really ignorance. It's just that people don't know. You know, people don't know that about Filipinos. And maybe the perception of Filipinos outside the philippines like in, in hawaii specifically and that's when i got deeper in the in history right so i learned about the sakadas i learned about the plantation i learned about our history people perceive us as you know like uh laborers um who have who cannot assimilate in 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 in, in the community um and so just learning about those those um learning about that history helped me realize that, oh, um, there's much more to Philippines than just that, you know? And that's when the, uh, the passion began for me, I guess, you know, it's, it's letting people know that we are also lawyers and doctors and engineers and, um, and we are governors (laughs) and we can hold really um, high level positions and make a difference and we're not just um, we're, we're not we shouldn't be categorized into just one um, one I guess one category um, so that's that's the kind of the story for me uh, about uh, realizing and, and getting in touch with my identity it's more about learning who Filipino Americans are in Hawaii uh, versus Versus what's perceived by Filipinos in the Philippines, um, I don't think I articulated that very well, but I think you kind of get the gist of it. I hope you did.
0: I did, I did, I did. And yeah. when you were speaking, Manang, like one thing that you kind of brought up, and that was really interest, really interesting for me. Now that when now that I'm learning on it, is that the way that you said like people do perceive us differently, especially because I don't like outside outside of Hawaii especially because a lot of people immigrate here no one knows about the story of the Sakatas, and sometimes that gets lost in like translation get lost in history and when people don't know that history people kind of like kind of venture on what they see in the media like media which sometimes the Sakata story does not kind of come in until like you go into college if you have the opportunity to go to college and like see that for yourself, but sometimes it gets lost in like history you
1: um uh folks today tend to create their own narratives, right so without knowing what the history is about you you make your own, and sometimes that new narrative is entirely different from the the actual thing so um so it's good to always. look back and see where we came from and um and just just um getting in touch with with your roots and getting in touch with your your motherland and your culture um it it kind of forms you into this whole being right so not just parts of you so you you become more whole and you understand more about yourself
0: (laughs) i think the the importance of like looking back at your history, and then having a conversation with like your lolos and lolas, and like even taking that grander step of like, our our or our mama papa, what was our history like? Because I want to know, I want to learn for myself, and I think I feel like um I don't know if you have ever felt this like growing up, manang, like for your par- or for your own parents, um, growing up is like, or I know they kind of grow up differently, but for this generation. Um, I know a lot of them, like their parents, are kind of regret not teaching their kids that right. their own mm-hmm. mother tongue, and I think that's mm-hmm. something that's very different, especially with your um generation. One, I want to see like how your how in your own perspective.
1: Yeah, um, I can speak a little bit more about that. I, I also dived into that. I said dived or dove. And <laughs> I went deeper into that, into that topic. Uh, meaning uh, Anuba, like like um speaking your own mother tongue, right? So speaking Tagalog or Ilocano or Filipino. Um, I think it's you you're right when you said it's a generational, th- meaning uh so learning about the Sakadas, you know, in the first generation families um their their whole story is is survival right they're in an entirely new place this is not where they grew grew up so it's more about assimilation to the community meaning they have to learn to speak english to to buy things at the grocery stores they have to learn english to to work um and so that's what is taught to to their children so don't don't talk in Ilocano because you want to be American you want to be as American as you can so that you survive and in, in, in the community. I wouldn't fault them for that because that's that's what you you have to do you know you what you have to do but the I guess the inadvertent effect of that is you kind of erase a part of yourself you erase your your own language which um, the second and I guess the third and fourth generation now, kind of realize that oh I wish I I wish my parents spoke to me more in Tagalog spoke to me more in Filipino because um, they they never did they never spoke to me in Tagalog so I, I don't I don't know and so now only now they're seeking out classes and going to school for courses Ilocano courses and all that um, which is great so you know I think now we the generation today kind of Realizes that um keeping 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 people from speaking their mother uh language is um uh it's it doesn't make it doesn't make your story complete you know so uh, so i love that um our youth today are seeking out courses and trying their best to really get in touch with their roots and trying to load terms and learning more about the Philippines and learning more about themselves. Um, yeah. It just, it just makes everything, it just makes, gives you confidence and gives you uh, more power to, to move on. <laughs> I <guess. laughs> I'm
0: Like going to, going to turn it back to your own story, Manang is what is something that you always wanted to learn about our culture, your culture?
1: always wanted to the regret that I have is the same thing my parents never spoke Ilocano to me I can speak Tagalog but not Ilocano and now I'm in Hawaii I'm I'm kind of minority over here that I don't speak Ilocano so I I wish I um I wish I learned more I got more interested in in talking talking Ilocano to my mom and uh, my Lola Uh, but yeah I never did I never learned Ilocano I know cert- certain terms, and believe it or not, I learned it from my husband who is Hapun uh, not really Ilocano because he he was a construction worker, so he learns all the bad terms and he learns all the you know the pigeon terms <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's the extent of my Ilocano, so not so much <laughs> that's my regret. <laughs>
0: I feel like that regret will some t- will sometime turn into reality, into being able to speak. Because I believe there is, Ilocano language is being built more upgraded right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a course right now at UH. Yeah, so um Ilocano courses. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just have to, um, I just have to speak it more. I guess.
0: Mm -mm. i know there's a lot of there's a lot of ilocano community there's a there's a there's a good amount of ilocano community in maui
1: oh yeah still absolutely majority majority (laughs) population Mm
0: -hmm. and the transition along is how would you say you understand your own filipino identity how would i
1: say how would i say uh, my understanding of my own culture. Um, hmm. I would say, um, I want to say I know about it. I want to say I'm confident about it. But uh, but I, I surprise myself almost every day um, learning more about it. Um, what, what I like now as a Filipino-American, you know, there's a whole component to it that i'm i'm still learning every day uh, and now that i'm T status i try to think now what if i have kids now you know what kind of uh, identity will i be providing my children will they be filipinos filipino american filipino american american uh japanese filipino i don't know so it's um it's becoming more clear to me how uh, that we should think about it more, you know, the kind of um, the kind of uh, narrative that we want to provide our, our younger generation um, for myself, though. Um, growing up in the Philippines, uh, I want to say I have a good hold of who I am and. Um, which I'm I'm privileged enough that when I moved here in the U S you know, I kind of know my identity and I'm proud of who I am as a Filipino, but I want to, I wanted to explore that the Filipino American portion of it. Um, the love for country in the Philippines can also be love for country here. And I feel Filipino Americans are. Um, uh have have two homes yeah so um it's quite a an interesting story to have to be able to care for two communities uh in the philippines and in here in hawaii uh, where you now consider home um so yeah i guess that's those are some thoughts i have about identity
0: Mm -hmm. and i think i never asked but what age did you move or here in hawaii
1: Wait, I have to, like, compute. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like um, manang, I would do the same as well.
1: <laughs> 20, today is 2021, right? 2021. Minus 2008. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I have to compute 13 years. So I'm 36 minus 13. I was 23. 23 oh. when I moved so 23 years old. So yeah, it's not, it's, it's kind of, you're a young adult already, you know, so um, you kind of have your own convictions. So, um, so my, my, uh, I guess my perspective during that time was, you know, I'm, I'm here to conquer the world. Yeah. So like I had a charge okay I'm going to Hawaii I want to explore Hawaii um, and you know and you meet friends and uh, and I met my husband you know so uh, and it became it became my world uh, I loved it I loved the place and now the story is I want to keep it that way you know I want to keep loving it so that if i have children they would experience the same you know they would love it the same way that i did um but yeah i that's it's 23 oh not a, no no now i can answer that question if someone <laughs> me. Yeah, it's
0: 23. Wow, 23 it's really funny because i'm 23 right now and like there's there's just so many different like things to like came like for you at the age of 23 you were already actively like moving to Philippines to Hawaii and then for me I'm just like on this like transitionary period of my life like trying to like really figure out like what's next
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and that's the fun part of it actually (laughs) so yeah the figuring out is the fun part of it you know don't think of it as you're confused or you're, you're looking for yourself, you know, the figuring out is, um, it's part of it. Uh, you know, it's the the time to really make mistakes as I did too. Uh, just uh, when I was like, when I was 23, when I moved, um, I guess I was excited, you know, I was pretty much excited packing my suitcase and all that, but I had, I had a longtime boyfriend in the Philippines, you know, so um you know we had a talk <laughs> we, had a, we had a talk but you know the the long distance eventually didn't work out for us um and and i i don't regret it i don't regret um like taking that chance um there was uh there was a lot of things The like, parang there's a whole new slate for you to explore and that's how I felt when I moved to Hawaii um, and it's fun you know at that age at your age wow so you have a you have a podcast so that's that's one check mark All right.
0: <laughs>
1: and then you meet you meet your guests you meet your you meet uh, you develop your contacts and your network and then um, and that's how that's how I started as well you know you just um, you explore, you explore things and, and just be great at doing so. <laughs> oh,
0: no, man, like, next next is travel, but cannot because pandemic
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Travel will come. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just unfortunate right now, but travel will, will be there. It will come back. Mm-hmm. Just have to keep faith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this wisdom on in this conversation I love
1: it you know um I think you have uh, uh, you're on the right path I mean you're taking advantage of taking advantage of technology taking advantage of um, volunteering you know uh, getting involved with Tayo getting involved with organizations that's really the the first step you know that's how that's what I did. I wanted to learn what's going what's happening in Hawaii you know I got involved with some Filipino organizations and and then you share you share your you share your god-given talents you know you feel like you can do certain things you volunteer and then you um you get to work with people in the community and um and that's how you can you can start start your
0: network (laughs) i think one thing is that it will definitely be a journey and i think that's something that i've been learning um especially through the through just this year alone Mm -hmm.
1: one thing too i wanted to add is um the uh the desire to the desire to your intentions, right? Your your desire to be successful, desire to to make it, is one thing. But um, you have to be competent at it. You have to be good at it. Um, and to do that is it, you you constantly learn. You you look for mentors. You look at how other people have done it, and you try to um I try to be the best too uh in 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 what you're trying to do uh you want to see what other podcasts are up to and you want to see how you can um make that your own right so it's when you when you're the best at what you do and then uh, you can start to you can start to make your circles grow bigger I feel so you have to be really competent and um and lead with, with kindness once you get to that position. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love all this advice, but in the end, Manang, like if you could give your 12-year-old self an advice about something that you've recently learned in the past year, this year, what would you tell your past 12-year-old self? Or I'm even your future kids?
1: <laughs> if I... If I look at my 12-year-old self I would tell her mm, You better slow down in the bike <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was when I was 12 and I, I was in grade school um I was be I was still very idealistic and I am I still am you know I um I, I would just maybe say not to be afraid. You know, there's some hesitation when, when I was young uh, to do certain things. Um because I was young, right? So um maybe I would I would tell my younger me to um to enjoy it more. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy what's ahead of you more and uh don't take advantage of things. I mean, don't take things for granted. That's what I meant to say. Um, because they they just come so fast, you know, these moments, these experiences, you know, planning an event with someone, um, making new relationships here and there, meeting people. Um, I feel like uh, I wouldn't change anything. Uh, I would just tell my younger self to... Uh, to, to to savor it uh, every every bit of it uh, all the successes and all the challenges so there there were like really down times that you know I just didn't want to get up on bed and just feeling really depressed and what do I do and things like that even those moments I really enjoy and treasure it's kind of weird to say that you know your depressed moments you enjoy but it's but you kind of get what I'm trying to say, yeah, so like there' are the moments when I was really down and at the bottom, you know, um, if I look back, you know, I wouldn't know what is what is up if I wasn't that low, so if I didn't go that low, then I wouldn't be as happy as I am now, knowing that I'm far from from the pit, right, so that was that was great <laughs> that was, I'm still thankful for those moments because you learn from them and really recover from them. Um, and if there are any more in the future, then, you know, you just prepare yourself mentally for it and have the right attitude, you know, and just, just have the right attitude.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah. it's really the downest moment of our life where we find the, the light of the un- end of the tunnel
1: yeah (laughs) of course you know and and when you're down and when you're feeling down and you don't want to get up from your couch it's just find a small thing to do first Um, take it you know really slow baby steps like if if I I imagine myself um, you know just watching tv and didn't want to do anything eating a snack you start with you know grab your grab your chips wrapper and put it in the trash okay now grab your soda and put it in the trash or put it in their cycle just start with something really slow and you know okay maybe maybe get up and do do some stretches you know you start to feel better you start to feel your blood circulating again okay maybe maybe fold your blanket and make your bed okay so one small thing you know can can really ripple into something big Okay, your your bed is fixed. Okay, you'll pick pick an outfit for today. Pick something cute so that you don't feel you don't feel sad anymore. Okay, pick something bright. Okay, now go 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 shower. <laughs> go shower now. Go shower and you know maybe uh, get that you know sweet smelling body scrub that you want. You know, or just do some small thing and then it will eventually pick up and escalate into and then the, before you know it at the end of the day you finished a project proposal or you finished you know a big event that you were dreading to do ayon so just yeah just have the right attitude for it you can you can do whatever it is
0: you want <laughs> and I, I can take away so much in your story alone, Manang, but one thing that I wanna continue digging digging into deep is especially coming to Hawaii at that age of your life of 23 coming to Hawaii and then from twenty-three to head on, you learning so much, you're being involved with the community. And I think that's really different from a lot of Filipinos who come to Hawaii or who immigrate mm-hmm. here. Um I think half of the Filipinos that do come here to Hawaii, all their focus is on work, all their focus mm-hmm. in trying to really um, find that find that stable and financially stable to not only support their family back home, but they, I know it's kind of hard to kind of like out outreach and find community similarly to how you did, Manang. And I want to ask mm-hmm. like, what, what helped you um, during your moments of just um, being involved with the community here?
1: What moments? Say that again. Could you rephrase your question?
0: Yes, yes. So what helped you, especially coming to Hawaii at a certain age of mm-hmm. our life, like especially in our 20s? Because I know people in their 20s, they're just focused in trying to get, trying to work so they don't really have time to focus in like, Community and learning
1: mm, more about I the community. See, I, see. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, discount that because it, you know, you you need to eat, you know, you need you need some you need shelter, you know, uh, and and you're you're absolutely right. Um, most people come to the U.S., you know, immigrate for a better life, and that's always going to be the the story, you know, and it's, it's the same with mine. You know, I I wanted to. To have more opportunities to advance my career, to advance my life, um, I think that's still going to be forefront, uh, and and it, it I don't think that's going to go away really soon. Meaning, um, for our community, uh, people will need to have a, a good life in order to give back because you need to fill your cup first, right? So how can you be an active volunteer in an organization. If you're struggling yourself, so I think that's still going to come first and f- foremost, you know, with with community work. Um, filling your own cup is 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 important, you know, because <laughs> if you if you just always give, there's nothing going to be left for you. Uh, meaning, giving should be should be um, uh, should be at the same level as to give yourself <laughs> that if that makes sense uh, you won't be able to give as much if you don't take care of yourself so for me um, it started when you know when I got a job first you know I, I wanted to make sure that you know, I have income. You know, I was able to get a car. I used to like take the bus all over the place, so I was a bus expert then. I know which route and which transfer. You know, I, I learned the whole bus system on Oahu when I moved, um, and then I eventually got a car. When I got a car, I had more freedom to go wherever I wanted, and that's when, you know, I started to volunteer. Okay, I have a car now. I wanted to see if I can help with this coming event you know that kind of thing um so for those um uh willing to uh for those interested in volunteering in community uh it's important to um make friends i think you can never do it alone right so make friends and uh have have a reliable network of friends and family um uh, be there for you to, to support you in, in the things you do because volunteering sometimes is it, volunteering means um is some most folks use it as a way to um for sanity purposes yeah let me let me rephrase that um like for me i volunteer when i'm feeling down you know when i'm feeling kind of um out of it you know i i I turn to my board. I turn to some organizations I am involved with, and talk to other people, and talk to and and chit chat with friends and family on on your feelings and emotions. So having that support system is is always helpful, no matter what time, uh, what point in the career you are at. Um, so yeah, and so I think it's just just sharing my thoughts out loud here about giving back. Uh, Make sure your cup is filled even halfway. Just have a little bit of gas in you so that when you volunteer and when you give back, you know, you can do, you can be the best at best version of yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Solid, solid advice talaga. Never, (laughs) never, never disappointing. I, I love it. And like, I... I think this is really important, especially for those who will be listening to the episode, because I know most of the people that most of our generation, like one of the things they're struggling with right now is just trying to really do it all. And at the same time, trying to watch their own mind and body and how they can able to look after themselves first before doing anything because i think right now especially in our high school students who are graduating soon or anyone going to that graduating time everything is just going too fast
1: i was at that point also in the past you know like you wanted it all like you you volunteer here and then you eventually burn out (laughs) Because <laughs> so you're, you know, you're young, you're energetic, and you want to do all of this, the, all of the things and be everywhere. Um, so there was a time in my life and I was like that. Like I was just so very eager and excited. And for those who are in the same spot, I mean, I wouldn't stop you. Go for it. Why not? Uh, but what happened to me was there was burnout. Burnout, meaning there would they just came a time when I'm like, I'm just so exhausted you know like so exhausted and I started to like gain weight and I was starting eating unhealthy and um and I was just I was just miserable in a sense you know meaning I wasn't taking care of myself as much and you know and then I got sick (laughs) and I caught the flu or something and and my mom's like well this is kind of god's way of telling you to like just stay put and slow down and uh you know it's it, it's great to be superwoman but you're still human you know uh, so take it in stride you know if like i i believe in signs you know i don't know if you are that superstitious i'm <laughs> not that superstitious i'm only a little stitious <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so i do look at signs meaning you know if if your body is telling you something you know listen to it if uh certain if things are getting canceled maybe it's not meant to be you know so i i listen to those signs eh, around you um cuz i i think um i feel like if you have a guardian angel then th- your angel will kind of slow you down if you're going too fast um, for for good reason um so yes it's good to be in tune with your body and then your mind and kind of listen to it for, from time to time it's good to just sit down with your coffee and reflect okay am I taking too much am I take am I saying yes to a lot of things uh or am I who am I doing this for you know is it am I trying to impress this person or am I doing this for myself? Uh, what do I, What will I get out of this? Uh, who can I help if I do this? What will be the impact if I do this? It's good to talk to yourself that way. <laughs> uh, so you kind of have a, an idea of what your limits are. Um, and I still am exploring that even today. You know, I'm still trying to see what, where the lines are being drawn. And you're always constantly be. We, you will constantly be drawing lines, you know, but, yeah.
0: Mm. Well, one when, when first and foremost, before we wrap up our podcast, I wanted to ask this staple question of our podcast and it is, what does it mean to reclaim our Filipino identity?
1: Mm, it means reclaiming your Filipino identity. Um, means being whole again um there's discussion about uh there's discussion and issues about how much of a Filipino you are you know some people uh, there's this debate and talk about that you know do you speak the language? Ah, you're not Filipino enough. You know, are you Filipino enough? Are you not Filipino enough? There's. I think that's. I think that's all baloney. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my my personal opinion on it is, um, if you have, if you have Filipino ancestry, if you have Filipino blood, you are Filipino no matter what. Um, if you speak Filipino or not, you're still Filipino. And reclaiming your Filipinoness, um, for me, is is key to is key to to be able to move forward in in life. Um, reclaiming your Filipino identity is uh, being genuine and true to yourself, and only when that happens. Um, and only when that happens, then you can accomplish so much more in life. I feel uh, not just in terms of in terms of wealth or career, but um, spiritually as well, <laughs> uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, um, reclaiming your identity, being in touch with your culture, um, and admitting uh, and reclaiming your filipino-ness would mean would mean you're finally existing (laughs) you're you're existing in 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 this world so um yeah so if you were like um if you're kind of faded a little bit and not knowing who you are uh, reclaiming your identity will help bring you back in in HD full color vision. <laughs> okay.
0: Bongga talaga yung description, what?
1: <laughs> Kumag sketch ka lang ganyan. So now you are in full HD or even yeah. ano ba? What is next to that? Blu-ray. I don't blue know. Blu-ray. <laughs>
0: <blue ray. laughs> is they better than that? Yeah. What well- well i really am thankful for your time today and for just having this conversation like just hearing your story and now i'm just really like in not even in awe but really just very grateful that our paths have crossed and like knowing that you are always always here on the island like i know someone that i can call as a mana or even a tita um and like we became a fellow kasama to me because I feel like when me having this conversation with you, I feel very kind of really grateful in a way. And I think like when I asked that question in the beginning of like what Filipino food describes you, um, I really, really wholehearted feel like 30 ice cream suits you well because you bring <laughs> that kind of energy and joy and that comfort to that room. So.
1: <laughs> no, my pleasure thank you for having me I had a great time <laughs> just to re-reflect on the things you know so it was it's always great to talk about it and yeah, that's how it starts you talk about it
0: <laughs> you talk about it and that's usually how we continue to go in life is you have that conversation you reflect on it and you continue to move forward Trying to pass on that light or that torch to people. For sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> they'll be here anytime.
0: <laughs> and with that, how can we best support you at this time?
1: You know, since um, you have a podcast and you have a, um, a slew of listeners as well, you have fans. So um, maybe at this time, I'm going to plug an event. So um, I'm actually chairing a big conference in November, which is called PhilproCon. This is a Filipino-American youth leaders conference. Uh, It's sponsored by Philpro and the U.S. Embassy and Ayala Foundation in the Philippines. So the idea for the conference, which is virtual, um, is to have conversations such as this one. So it's to share stories of our Filipino Americans in the U.S., uh, of, our, of our friends in the Philippines, you know, uh, careers in different, um, different fields. We want to celebrate our athletes who recently won um, medals in the recent Olympics. We want to celebrate our frontliners, you know, with uh, the COVID response uh, Tayo program for PhilPro. We want to celebrate Filipino Americans anywhere in the world. Um, let's let's rephrase that we want to celebrate Filipinos all over the world <laughs> so it doesn't have to be American we want to celebrate our culture we want to celebrate our food um, Filipinos in tech in government in leadership positions so it's a big event in November philprocon.com is the website for those who are interested to learn more about it it's good, promising to be a really great event. Ayoan, that's it.
0: Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> and I think I heard about it. And I'm definitely going to share it and like look into more and research about it and put it on our socials. But Yay. <laughs> with that, how can we get in contact with you? How can our listeners find you or connect with you once they hear your story?
1: Um, I think best would be Instagram for me um, I am at Keat at Instagram so that's my name is Kit but my handle is K-E-E-E-T three E's so that's how you can find me on Instagram so that's the only public profile that I have I think uh, I'm on Twitter but I don't go on Twitter as much so I think um, Instagram would be okay yeah that's pretty much it um, my website is at kidzilueta.com, but that's more of my, my marketing stuff. But yeah, for for chatting, whatever, Instagram DM is good.
0: Yes. Oh.